Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. I am your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a person who, based on his profile, I would say an activist, someone who's passionate about the climate, and he's using technology to communicate his uh, thoughts, Mr. Kalyan Gotham from the US. Kalyan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks, Ashutosh, for having me. Thank you. Kalyan is the founder and CEO of WATT, W-A-T-T, and you can see that on his jacket. It's the world's first platform for virtual marches, political rallies, and charity walks. He's a global shaper at the World Economic Forum. He's a former consultant. He's a climate reality leader. And very, very interestingly, he's been trained by uh, Vice President Al Gore. Um, And he's also a stargazer, a photographer, and a chess player. So Kalyan, let's first talk about what, which you say is the world's first platform for virtual marches, political rallies, and charity walks. Uh, You are a virtual activist. Tell me about what you do at what. It's very interesting that you say I'm a virtual activist. Um, In general, (laughs) yeah, activists are always, whether virtual or uh, Mm -hmm. in the real world, they're all activists. But uh, in this seemingly indifferentiable world, virtual or real, uh, virtual or physical world, uh, it now is becoming all the same. But I think I do not define myself as an activist or a virtual activist. Rather, I'm a technologist Mm -hmm. who's helping out all the activists, social workers who want to do social and environmental good Mm -hmm. uh, to scale their to scale their impact to the world. That's pretty much what I do through uh, my organization work. Uh, to explain a bit in detail, yeah. um, as you were saying, we are the world's first platform for community engagement in uh, events like virtual uh, charity walks and running events. Mm-hmm. Let's say there is a march or a charity walk happening in Boston for a cause that you and I believe in. The only way we can participate in it is fly all the way to Boston, right? Because it's a very uh, localized event. Mm. And even for the organizers to organize it at multiple locations and locations takes a lot of capital Mm. and human resources. Mm. Firstly, it's very unfortunate that people would have to organize these events to um, do social good. Mm -hmm. On top of it, it should never be cumbersome. So this this was something that has been bothering me for long. uh, what we we have been doing through what is we digitize them in a way that organizers can simply uh, initiate their events with just the tap of a button on our platforms. Mm-hmm. People from their network can join the events by downloading our application and selecting the events that they want to participate in and literally start working for them from anywhere they are on the planet. Wow. We count every footstep that they take, create stories of them walking across the world in the process, help the organizers get larger global outreach and also help them raise funds for these causes. Fascinating. So tell me, Kalyan, does what stand for something or is it a unit of energy? <laughs> it's a unit of human energy. <laughs> okay. it does, it's an acronym for walk the talk. So walk, walk the talk. Walk the walk talk. The talk. Okay, yeah. I was I've trying to figure out what does W-A-T-T stand for. Uh, uh, but tell me, you know, uh, I've not spoken to anybody who is so passionate about using technology 
to support activism. What was your motivation to start this? Firstly, thanks for the kind words. Uh, um, I, I believe the motivation comes from a lot of sources, um, not one single source, but if I have to identify something, I've always been very active in social and um, mm-hmm. environmental initiatives right from childhood. That's how I was brought up. I believe I got this from my mom and my late grandmom. I, uh, by being so active and then transitioning myself into a consulting role, um, I had to balance these two somehow in my life because both of them are equally important for me at one point in time. Right. And as a consultant, all that I believe I was supposed to do is travel around the world, present the presentations that no one really wanted to see, but get to that last slide saying, how much does it cost? Just tell me. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love my consulting No, no, I'm job. fully understanding completely. Yeah. I, I really love my consulting job, but somewhere down the line since I was traveling across the world, I lived in six different countries uh, during that time. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to contribute back to my home country for the causes that I truly believe in. And not just home country, when I go to a different country, I create a bond with that country. I want, I contribute to social work mm-hmm. and then I move, move to a different one. That was bothering me a lot. And specifically, mm-hmm. I believe, uh, I still remember this was, this was quite a lot of bothering for me during the anti-corruption movement, which was happening in India, but I could, contribute to nothing but hit a like or donate on social media platforms. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying uh, this is not a good a good thing to do. It is. But for me, it was not enough. Uh, it was not quenching my thirst uh, mm-hmm. as, much, uh, as much as I would have uh, felt if I were physically present in place. Right. So then I uh, spoke to my friend who has also become a co-founder later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, to build a tool uh, just for the two of us. Uh, hey, let's just build this tool. We start walking and then tell the world that we are there for you, although we are remotely located. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also uh, not in the same locations. He was also traveling. Mm-hmm. We built it with only the intention that only two of us use. But then later, my friend started asking, like, hey, why don't you give us also the tool? Like, okay, take it. It's, uh, it was a small uh, mm-hmm. thing that we built. But soon we realized that there's a a large demand for this. And then I wanted to see what's really the market in that. And I well went into it. And then finally, yeah, I quit my job later on and started pursuing this. How fascinating to be able to actually pursue your passion the way you're doing. So, uh, Kalea, tell me, you know, for our viewers and listeners, share with me one or two examples of where you have actually supported some individuals in the recent past? Sure. Uh, so I, there are many uh, kind of uh, organizations we help. We help uh, non-profit organizations. We help uh, corporates. We help political organizations. Mm-hmm. The different kinds of impact that we create for all of it. So one of the recent ones uh, that we have helped is Income Movement Foundation. Uh, to create a movement for universal basic income, mm-hmm. primarily in the US, but it's a global event. Mm-hmm. They wanted to create a Guinness World Record by uh, recording 50 million footsteps, mm-hmm. uh, which is analogous to uh, walking across the e- equator once. Right. So 
uh, what the ideology for them was it's they wanted to create a universal movement mm -hmm. and they wanted to create awareness through this movement so that people understand what universal basic income is mm -hmm. right now for them uh, awareness itself is a big hurdle uh, mm -hmm. forget about achieving uh, or moving things towards policy right now uh, they started working with us in 2020 during the pandemic uh, they used to organize marches earlier too but then during the pandemic of course no one could go go to the streets mm -hmm. so going digital was was the way Mm. They started working with us and uh, they have created a lot of impact by getting a lot of media coverage later on and then moving policies in the US here, mm. driving the stimulus checks multiple times mm. uh, through through the movement. Of course, there's no one single point that could have helped them, but what di differently helped uh, giving them a larger global outreach uh, for them. So in short, there are, uh, there are three different layers that I see in which we help our customers. One, in mobilizing their own network, in the sense, um, the uh, one of the first events that we did was uh, with Global Shapers community at World Economic Forum for the event called Voice for the Planet. As you know, we were we are present in uh, almost the entire uh, planet uh, mm -hmm. in all the countries. Mm -hmm. But mobilizing everyone on one platform wasn't a very easy thing because we are all physically located elsewhere. So what has brought uh, everyone together on one platform uh, with the just existing network, right? And we, we I believe, uh, could record nearly uh, 2 million footsteps within like uh, a couple of weeks or so, if I'm not wrong. Wow. And from, the, from there on, it started catching up like a fire for uh, uh, people in their own network. So the second layer of it uh, in which we create impact is widening the existing network mm -hmm. that each of our partners would have. And of course, later comes in the third layer, many other byproducts of it, like mm -hmm. fundraising, policy making, um, and kind of uh, impacts, which are the end goals, but we serve as the means to these end goals at this moment. Wow. So, you know, Kalyan, I don't know uh, much about uh, activism as it happens digitally, but I, I'm just going back to the mid-70s when I was in college and, uh, you know, marched in with Jay Prakash Narayan and uh, Jagjeevan Raman, all political leaders. And my understanding of activism was that people only react when they see 100,000 or whatever number of people physically marching down. I'd love to get your perspective on how using technology you are able to influence change sure i think that's a very very important question that you raised mm. the, traditionally that has been the issue that an, an, a, a social concern would gain importance if only a majority of people vouch for it right? Right. and it feels so wrong and also right at the same time that everyone should feel for it but it, to, for the change should happen we shouldn't be waiting for everyone to feel for it mm. so now in such situations at large the, uh, the minority groups mm. are at disadvantage it could be anything by minority group it could be uh, lgbtq communities it could be um, the, in indian perspective it could be uh, the lower income financial or back 
backward cast or whatever mm. I mean, right? Mm. It could be anything or even uh, um, less educated people, rural location people. Absolutely. Mm. Because they don't have the reach mm. uh, to the top of uh, the government uh, officials. Mm. Now, I believe what our platform does is phenomenal work in give, uh, raising the voices of each individual mm -hmm. without having to struggle to get those tens and thousands of people watching for them. Okay. In the sense, um, traditionally, how much a cause is important is dependent on this metric, uh, is uh, seen as uh, from the metric incorrectly mm -hmm. by saying how many people believe in it. Right. But how many is entirely different from how much. Okay. So I could be the only person on the planet facing an issue, but it's still an issue for me and for my life. How do I tell the world if no one cares for it? And one classic example is ALS. Um, a few years uh, ago, the only small percentage of people who suffer from ALS, but it's still a problem for them. But if people weren't able to give enough money for the research, they weren't able to survive. And so they have to come, had to come with something very innovative called Ice, ice Bucket Challenge, get to the Kuzu of the Silicon Valley, right. uh, Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, everyone had to participate in it. Yeah. And then millions and millions of people across the world participated for at least a few thousands to donate. Correct. This cannot happen for every cause. So on our platform, we have this unique metric called trots. So uh, it's nothing but footsteps. Mm -hmm. One individual could simply take a million or 10 million footsteps over a course of time and get the visibility across the world mm -hmm. by only that person walking rather than calling 10,000 people out there mm -hmm. and then making them do 10 million footsteps. So that's the ability that we give. Uh, and you're, you're right in saying... Uh, uh, the, in the 70s, 80s, movements were happening like that. Mm. And to a large extent, they are happening even now the Correct. same way. That's where the gap is, right? We are now in 21st century. Mm. We shouldn't be doing the same way things were being done in the 20th century or 19th century. So we should uh, evolve with technology. And that's where we come into picture. Fascinating. So one last question before I move to the next segment. Uh, how do you, through what and your campaigns, influence decision makers? Is it through uh, media? Uh, that's a great question. Um, so it's not just media, it's through uh, policymakers and many others too. Mm -hmm. Again, it goes back to the same thing that I was trying to say earlier. Mm -hmm. Right now, we are in a world where the internet is nowhere different from the physical world. And in fact, whether things happen on the, uh, in the physical world or not, if something really is catching up on, in the internet world, okay. the policymakers are generally sh uh, shaken by it. They just want to shut it down before it catches up into the physical world. Mm -hmm. So their eyes are always onto the social media platforms. Right. So what are, uh, what the young and even the, uh, elderly to, to our platform is not just get their media attention, definitely that's one of the biggest areas where uh, it catches uh, momentum. The second thing is also catch the eyeballs of the policymakers uh, locally and globally mm -hmm. so that they pay attention to which uh, 
10 years ago, probably a policymaker would have neglected something happening on the internet space, but now no one does that. Okay. Fascinating. So Kalyan, I'm now going to talk to you uh, for the next few minutes about the climate and, uh, you know, uh, and you've done a lot of work uh, on this area as well. Uh, you have been trained by Vice President Al Gore. And from whatever I remember, he was one of the earliest leaders, global leaders, to have spoken about climate change. Tell me uh, about uh, the kind of training you received and what were some of your thoughts? Sure. Uh, my training with Vice President was one of the uh, most memorable trainings I've ever had. I'm generally a person who doesn't believe in getting in one place and getting trained. I'm a self-learner most often, uh, but this was a life-changing moment for me in multiple ways. So uh, as you know, I'm a global shaper at World Economic Forum, and we had the opportunity to apply for this training, and a few of us were selected to, mm. uh, to completely travel to Minneapolis uh, mm. a few years ago. And we were trained uh, by uh, Vice President Al Gore and a lot many other influential people in mm -hmm. one arena for a couple of days. Okay. There were one thing that I took away from it is the voice of the youth matters. I, I was yeah I I, I was a person in twenties mm -hmm. sitting there uh, talking to like. Um, like yeah, the vice president himself, mm -hmm. uh, the mayors, the senators uh, across the states in the US, and big uh, influential people of, uh, in various industries, including corporations, media, mm -hmm. and all that. I was like, why would anyone want to listen to me? But to give you uh, an example, um, Amanda Bowman uh, uh, is also trained by Vice President Al Gore, and her poetry is very well known to be heard mm -hmm. as a climate reality leader too. And of course, at the inauguration of the President Trump in 2021. So the voices of the young and the youth to be heard is a, gives us uh, a feeling of empowerment mm -hmm. and feeling of belongingness in the world. Mm -hmm. So then we start making the change from there on. Otherwise, if we don't feel that, we feel like, oh, it, it, we still have to live for 10 to 20 years to make a change. And that's not the attitude that we would want to bring the youth with. Interesting. Uh, they, would, should be, they should be able to make change mm -hmm. even at the earliest ages that they can, as much as uh, Greta Thunberg is making that uh, in her teenage life. Um, and two, uh, there were too many inspiring people and too many inspiring lives of uh, uh, the, one of whom I would profoundly name is uh, Jamie Nack. Uh, she's also from Los Angeles. Okay. She has shown us some videos of her uh, expedition to the, uh, Greenland. Mm -hmm. And we literally saw her witnessing ice melting down in front of her. Mm -hmm. That's the change that uh, we, ha we couldn't witness otherwise sitting in silos. Mm -hmm. And... There were a few other influential people whom I grew up reading, but never thought of I would meet them. And mm. something very profound that they have taught me during the training mm. uh, has changed my life to, for, to a, lot, a lot of extent. One of such people is uh, Thomas Friedman um, in the, yep. during the training. I've read a lot of Thomas Friedman, yeah. yeah. Interesting. So, uh, Kalyan, uh, it is often said that 
climate change is a victim of politics politics and politicians i'd love to get your perspective i can't agree more definitely it is that uh, if anything that pandemic has taught us it has only strengthened this feeling that climate change has been a victim of uh, uh, politics and politicians rightly put by you um, we could the world could come together to fight a pandemic as quickly as we have never seen before right, right. Um, and if that's the case i think we should be able to do it for any other problem too the problem here is uh nay the, there is no political will or there is little political will to push things as fast as we want the climate change to be addressed at this point in time um that's the huge uh, that's the one, single most big uh, problem i would say that we need to face and as civilians across the world mm-hmm. i believe we should come together uh create a movement um, and yeah bring uh, make it policy changes may change no, no, i agree with you on your creative movement and uh, please count me in especially if you're doing it through what uh, <laughs> thank you so uh, kalyan i've got time for two more questions and you know you just spoke of the pandemic and how the world came together but uh, i also had another observation and i'd love your perspective that the pandemic because it kept all human beings inside their homes gave uh, mother earth a chance or mother nature a chance to heal herself what are your thoughts uh, you know that you know our, our planet can heal itself if uh, we give it a chance that's a very interesting thing actually for well, it's an indication mm-hmm. uh, a true indication that there is still a chance for the healing mm-hmm. right that's the important uh lesson that we have learned mm. to living in this polluted world for so long many of us may have forgotten especially your generation may have forgotten how clean how serene things were maybe back in 70s or 60s uh, in no, certain I've parts got to, i've got to add that i i always say that it is millennials like you who will change this world because my generation inherited something fantastic and we messed it up uh yeah i mean uh, uh i that's a good way to put it <laughs> i i didn't want to be so blunt but yeah it it it, it a lot of uh, things went wrong during the industrialization i couldn't uh, agree more on that mm-hmm. when we were born the millennials and more importantly the gen z they have not seen the clean world at all yes. for us maybe we are forgetting as millennials but gen uh, gen z they haven't even seen it mm. and now i think we are responsible for the gen z uh, and i would also want to hold uh, the baby boomers responsible for us mm. to give us a better future and you know, i'm not here to say that you have to do everything but i would do everything for you to do everything but you can do and that's where i am uh, doing climate change uh, Uh, addressing climate change at this point in time mm. so the uh, reason that i that i would say we need the biggest lesson that we have learned during the pandemic is that there is still way to heal is that the politicians haven't yet learned that mm. 
the, the brief period of few months that we have seen of silence on streets, uh, as you said, put uh, the world to a healing, which means that should be a sign for us to re-evaluate uh, re and remember what was there in the 70s and 60s as clean world and then get back there. But we're still not there. I think that's the remembrance we should take. I agree. So Kalyan, uh, with that, I mean, we've run out of time. I mean, I could just carry on chatting with you because it's such an amazing conversation. But uh, thank you so much for the time you've spent with me. Thank you for talking to me about how you are really supporting activism through what? And mm -hmm. as I mentioned, count me in for any support that you want would like from me. And uh, I will certainly follow you. But thank you also for talking, uh, even though briefly about the climate, the climate change and some of the challenges we are facing. Thank you again and good luck. Thank you. Thanks very much for having me. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.